Salutations, my esteemed listeners. I would like to take this moment to convey a most cautionary announcement. This audio recording contains vulgar language, members of the German National Socialist Party, references of a musical nature, undead, and an accurate depiction of a noble family engaged in brutal acts of violence and depravity. Listener discretion is advised. of the Spike and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. How are you doing today? This is episode 23, Zan's Bizarre Adventure. <clears throat> hey guys, how you doing? Sorry about that. I know it's a little different, but hey, wanted to switch it up a little bit. Episode 23. We're 23 years old. Woohoo! No, 23 episodes old. Never mind. Starting to lose my mind. <whistles> Going a little crazy. But anyway, so how you guys doing today? Hope you're doing good. I've noticed we've had a lot of Greek and Chinese listeners to you. Ni hao and... Um, shit. What is the word for hello in Greek? Um, well, 
if you have it, send me an email at sparkin at gmail.com with what the hello for Greek is. I could look online, but I'm too lazy at this point. So, how you guys doing today? Good, I hope. Well, as usual, this is the Sparkin Manga Review, and Sparkin is a society that provides information and reviews about manga. And our goal pretty much is to give you reviews and about manga and tell you information about it. That way you don't go to the bookstore and be like, hey, this manga looks good. Pick it up and like, what the fuck did I pick this up for? It sucks! And throw it away. This way you save your money and you find a book that you might like. If you don't agree with our reviews, it's understandable. We try the best that we can, and, well, hey, if you don't agree with us, we're just a podcast. It's no problem. Anyway... On to what is new in the world of manga. Well, nothing much. So far, it's the end of the year. With the recession going on, a lot of companies are going crazy selling shit really cheap. So if you have a chance, go to your local store and buy as much shit as you can. That way we don't lose our precious manga and anime. Buy as much as you can. You should be you should be listening to me right now. Wait, you should. Put this on your iPod, go to the bookstore, and buy an entire shelf of manga. Doesn't matter what it is, just pick it up. <laughs> Well, actually, it does matter, because some of this stuff is crap. I definitely recommend anything that we've given a good rating on this podcast to buy. Like Rosario Plus Vampire, Ronma One Half, Sorcerer Hunters, Paradise Kiss. There's a bunch of others. Just listen to the earlier episodes, and we'll work on it. But, huh. Anyway, what else is new? Nothing else. Nothing new. Nothing spiffy with me. Nothing, as you can tell, it's just me today. So sorry. No Mason, no Susie, no Belchan, nobody else. Just me. You know, because since it is the holiday season, Mason and Wolf, her husband, are out doing husband wife thingies. So, you know, just me. Say la vie. That's life. Ah, so. We should get into this review, shouldn't we? Yeah. Well. This week, if you were listening last week, I got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Now, a lot of you are wondering, who do know what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is, how the fuck is he going to review this series? It's gigantic. You're right, there is no way I can review it in one episode. That's why I'm going to break this down. I'm going to put JoJo's Bizarre Adventure again on the wheel in a couple of weeks. That way, I don't have to do this all in one shot. Today, I'm only covering the first real story arc, which is five volumes. Now, for the rest of you who don't know anything about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, let me give you a little bit of background as to why I'm doing it like this. Okay, now, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure came out in 1987, and it ended 1999. There are 94 volumes, and the scary thing is there's over 930 chapters. You know how long it would take me to read that? <laughs> a long fucking time. So... Because of that, I'm going to take, you know, break it down, just section it bit by bit by bit. So, the first part we're going to cover is the first five volumes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, known as Phantom Blood. But let me give you a little more about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The author is Hirohiko Araki. It was published by Shuisha, of course, and it's being released by Viz Media. The sucky thing, though, is that this volume and the next volume, the next series, is not released in America. If you buy JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you're going to get third series, which is called Stardust Crushers, which is volume 12 to 28, and they're saying that's volume 1. Of course, Viz is doing their little, we're going to take something later and put it as number 1. But that's neither here nor there. You came here to hear a review, not hear me bitch about how Viz decides to release things later. So, let us get into this action-adventure supernatural shonen series, which is all creepy and strange. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is pretty much a story about the Joestar family and it follows the lineage from one to the other. And the interesting thing is that all the protagonists, for some reason, they're all called JoJo, hence JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The first one is known as 
Jonathan, the next one is Joseph, then so on and so on and so forth for all eternity or until the end of the series, which is 2007, I think. Not entirely sure. I think it's still coming out. So anyway, it doesn't matter. So the first series, which they called Phantom Blood or Phantom Buradu, it's the first story arc. It's about 44 chapters. It's volumes 1 through 5 of the Jump Comics collection. And it's kind of cool. There's an OVA of it, which I had a lot of fun watching. I watched it, and it just it was a lot better than the manga, but the manga was still really cool. Now, first off, it opens up in the Mayan era, and there's a sacrifice going on that someone's going to die. They're going to get iced. <laughs> Pardon the pun, because it's actually snowing. But a person is going to get stabbed, and the, the person's wearing this weird, creepy stone mask. He's saying, the demonic mask will give me an immeasurable power from the blood. And it looks very creepy and stone-like, and these tentacles go on the guy's head, and he sucks the blood from the person he just killed. And it's just pretty gruesome and gross. And then he grabs this other guy's body with his hand, and it sucks all the blood through the hand. And the guy in the mask is super strong. And then it says, B.C., 12th to 16th century, at the center of Mexico, where a powerful po tribe dwells, a tribe known for its sacrificial rituals and cannibalistic tendencies arose. At the same time, another tribe blessed with a demonic mass dominates the earth. Stone demon mass prompts them the miracle of eternal life and godlike dominance. Now it's several years later, so because the tribe vanished, and what happened to them, what happened to this mask, what's the secret, so on and so forth. After that, it zooms forward to around 1860, no, 1876, or 1879. It's a guy on his deathbed, and his handsome son is looking at him. He's like, Dio, my son Dio, I'm dying. I don't want to worry about you, so here's a letter. Take it to this man. And it turns out that this old man named Dario Brando decided many years ago, to, on a rainy day, he's walking with his girlfriend slash wife, who's a barmaid, he sees a carriage that's been flipped over, and he goes to loot the bodies, because obviously the driver has been impaled, really cool scene, and the wife is dead, but there's a baby still alive, and he's going to, I'll leave the baby to die, and he's looting the bodies, and he goes to, to loot the man, and the man wakes up. It's like, oh, 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 what are you? It's like, sir, your son's all right. And he thinks, ah, this guy doesn't know I'm trying to loot his body, so I can make a little deal with him, you know, make him think I saved him. And the man thinks he saved him. He says, thank you, sir. I must have your name. It's Dario Brando. So anyway, Dario is dying, and he says, son, go there. This man will take care of you because you owe me a debt, blah, blah, blah. And then what happens is that Dario, this very handsome, blonde-haired man, ends up going to the Joestar residence, where Joe Joestar owns it. And he's a, he adopts Dario, and, you know, things are supposed to be good. However, you have Joe's, sorry, George's real son, Jonathan. Now, Jonathan Joestar, for the rest of the series, we'll call him as Jojo. So, Jojo is the typical son. He's running around. He's very weak and stupid. Well, he's not weak and stupid. I mean, he gets his ass kicked. Like, he sees a girl being tortured, and he goes to rescue her, and they beat the shit out of him. In typical 18th century style, where they punch him and go, You're stupid. <laughs> but, anyway. So, he saves this girl, gets his ass kicked. His dog saves his life. Blah, blah, blah. Lots of sympathetic. And he now has a stepbrother, who's known as Dio, 
And as time goes on, you notice that Dio is a douche. I mean, what can I say? He's to George, the father, he's like, Oh, father, thank you for taking me in. You're so great. Then to Jojo, he's like, What the hell are you looking at, you stupid punk? And he's slowly trying to drive him insane. Like, Jojo is a boxer. He's with boxing with his friends and pugilist, old-timey style boxing. And Dio proceeds to viciously beat him up. And then afterwards he says, you want to learn from me, you have to know that Jojo, he's a bad guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. He'll rat you out. So all of Jojo's friends abandon him. And then the next thing he does is about a year later, Jojo decides to finally date the girl he rescued, her name Arena, and he steals her first kiss. Which back then, kisses were important. You don't get your first kiss until before you're married, unless you're courting. So... Arena thinks that she is a slut and runs away screaming, Oh no, he'll never love me now. <laughs> and she leaves. And so Jojo's kind of, every time he tries to defend himself, George is believing Dio because Dio's well-mannered and, you know, he's the perfect son. Believes this kid who's obviously a bad egg over his own son. The worst thing he does is actually, he doesn't like Jojo's last friend who's the dog that saved his life, Danny. So... What he does is he proceeds to trick someone to burn a box with Danny in it. So he's taken everything from Jojo. So let's fast forward seven years. So seven years later, Jojo and Dio kind of come to an understanding and George is getting sick, really sick. Dio's the one who's attending him. Dio's become a doctor. He's been studying medicine. Meanwhile, Jojo's been following in his father's footsteps, and he is an archaeologist. Now, one thing I did forget to mention is that in the beginning, when Dario was trying to loot George's quote-unquote body, there was a bag with a stone mask in it. Now, we did see this mask earlier in the Mayan era. So, yes, he has this mysterious stone mask, and Jojo's studying it. He's studying it, and he notices that if he drops blood on it, the thing kind of, one of the tentacles moves. So he's like, what the hell? So he's writing and he thinks there's something wrong with it, that the, the legends are that it'll become, if you wear this mask, you become a vampire or some crap like that. You get super strength, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Dio is being very attentive to their father and he's bringing medicine every day. And Dio's being, father, you'll get better, you'll get better, but he's not. So Jojo's a little suspicious that Dio is making things worse. Jojo decides to investigate and finds out that there's a letter written by Dario that was given to George saying, take care of my son, and it's describing his symptoms he had when he was dying. And as he's reading it, he's like, wait a minute, these are the same symptoms that Dad has. And he figures out that Dio is poisoning father. Get in a fight, and George says, why are you picking on your brother? Your brother didn't do anything. He's a good boy. And so Jojo goes to London to get proof that his father is being poisoned by Dio. Stuff happens, a lot of stuff happens, and you meet his new best friend named Robert E.O. Speedway. Yes, R.E.O. Speedway. Nice little reference to a rock band of the 70s and 80s. Pretty, he's this badass guy who tries to attack Jojo, and then Jojo kicks his ass, and then he becomes his friend, and for the rest of the story, he's like, No, Mr. Joestar! No! My gaydar goes off for him every time I see him for some odd reason. Anyway, so, stuff happens. You find out that this the evil doctor known as Wang Chung, everybody Wang Chung tonight, was selling drugs to Dio to kill George because... It turns out that George had left all the money to Dio and Jojo, and if Jojo got killed, Dio would get everything. So, he's gonna expose Dio, and Dio decides, I'll defeat you somehow, and they get into a big fight, and 
Dio decides to put the curse mask on. So the cops end up shooting Dio. Dio falls over and they think, oh, he's dead. And it turns out that Dio is now a vampire. Now I know what you're thinking, vampire, cliche, odd. And I know I'm kind of rambling with this. It's not making sense. But like I said, I'm compressing 44 chapters into maybe 20 minutes of conversation. So, you know, you gotta trust me on this. So anyway, he goes, he's kicking ass. Dio's trying to kill every Jojo. And you also hear one of the one statements of this series, that all vampires make a really creepy sound. And mainly Dio is known for this sound, but it's... Yes, they make a... Sound. So that's pretty much... So if you know you're a vampire, you hear that... So anyway, huge fight happens. George dies. Jojo thinks he kills Dio. Their house falls down. And then everything goes to shit, pretty much. Dio survives, plots his revenge, blah, blah, blah. And Jojo meets a guy named Will A. Zeppeli, who has a power called Hamon, or the Ripple. It's essentially the Force. Or any other typical martial arts that some mysterious master who shows up will teach you for freaking a beer and just saying, I need help. Pretty much, it's very good against vampires. It's a martial arts technique that allows the user to forcibly focus body energies into other kinds of energies with proper breathing and they focus it into the energy of sunlight and it's effective against vampires so pretty much he ends up teaching jojo the ripple and he also teaches ario speed Speedwagon, and they end up going to defeat dio and it ends up in this big chase scene and they end up in this village which dio took over and everyone there is vampires and you fight all of his evil henchmen like Jack the Ripper and Bruford and Tarkus and stuff happens and blah. Pretty much at this point it's just become like most typical linear fighting games where you fight, 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 fight a boss, fight, 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 fight a boss, so on so forth. I mean I could spoil the rest, I really could, but you have to read it. It's pretty cool. I really enjoy it. I mean besides the rock references i mean like remember how in episode 18 we were talking about bastard and all of the cool references same deal here one of the coolest things is that there's four zombies that dio creates to defeat someone and their names are page jones plant and bonham now while we're at it let's give a contest for today obviously those four names have something to do with rock and roll so here's the deal first person to send me a message which says where they're from gets a prize you get box of pocky spirekin at gmail.com remember page jones plant and bonham Let's see if you know but that might be a little bit too easy so here's the deal you also have to give the first name of the person the band and three songs by that band I know it's a sick bastard, but hey, let's see if any rock and rollers are listening. Uh, what other references are there? There's a vampire named Doobie, the Doobie Brothers. Dio, Dio, enough said. There's one guy named Dyer and his partner Straitzu. You know, Dyer Straits. And then you have the master of the ripple, Tan Petty. Or Tom Petty. Bum, 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 bum. Anyway, it doesn't matter. What can I say about this series? It's got a very unique art style. It's very disturbing and strange. I mean, some of the stuff I don't like. Like, I don't like how when they make a muscle, it's like they have a freaking uh, inner tube wrapped around their arms. Like, my muscle's huge. It's bigger than my head. Pretty much, there's no real semblance of anatomy at all. This person hasn't looked at Grey's Anatomy or hasn't looked at a person. Just decide, I don't know what an arm looks like and drew it. I mean, it works to the style. It makes it look kind of cool, especially during the fight scenes. But it's a little annoying at times. Anyway, and 
well, clothing is very odd. I mean, some of the scenes, it's typical of 19th century clothes or later on the 20th century clothes, but a lot of it looks very glam. It looks like the entire series is just, let's design this clothes if it's a glam rock comic, which is kind of annoying at first, but once you get into it, you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. Dio's design is a vampire because he's all... I mean, yes, it looks very, like I said, it looks very faggoty, but it's intimidating also. Like, he he makes a feather bow look good. Like, on anyone else, it would look stupid, but on him, it's intimidating and scary. So it works. Designs like this comic and Fist of the North Star really make me wonder if that's badass in Japan to wear feather bows and eye makeup and pinks and yellows and greens. What happened to just wearing black and being scary? Oh. Anyway. Meanwhile, Jojo looks kind of, well, he looks like Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. And, well, Ario Speedway looks just like gay, long-haired man. Like I said, Gadar goes off severely. Anyway, so, writing style. Since this one isn't in English, I had to read a scan of it. Because the first actual one released in English is Volume 3, which is like in regular Volume 27 to like 40. So I had to read a scan of it. But either way, the writing is kind of cool. I mean, the vampire thing is completely played out. But during this time of when it came out, I don't think it was played out as much. So that's understandable. The whole ripple effect, that, well, it gets a little annoying. Because I could punch things. And it won't break the thing I punch, but it'll break the thing behind it. Because it's powerful. It's very reminiscent of DBZ where he fights, I'm not strong enough, I can't do better. But then I'll get stronger by talking to this creepy dude over here. And then, oh no, he's going to beat me. But, oh yes, the antagonist can't win because I'm getting stronger. It's played out. It's happened for millions of times. It's a tried and true method. So I guess that's it. But it works. It's entertaining. That's probably translate as best it can. The movie one is in English, and that actually sounds, you know, it works. So... What else can I say? Favorite character? I don't really have one. I mean, JoJo's kind of cool, but he's kind of pisses me off too because he does really stupid things. Like, for example, I'm going to go leave my father alone when this guy's trying to kill my father. And his father ends up getting poisoned worse. That's a smart move. And then, oh no, my girlfriend's been kissed. She's disappeared forever. She will never come back. No! I mean, if he didn't have the ripple, I think he'd be a very pussy character. I mean, yes. At times he gets the strength to kick the shit out of Dio without any powers, but he pisses me off and he seems borderline retarded at times. Eh, that's just me. I mean, his later incarnations, the third JoJo, the one from the third series, the one that's in the video game and all that stuff, Jotaro, he's cool. Jonathan, not so much. And Ario Speedway, like I said, my Gadar goes off severely. Like in the second series, he actually gets cool. You know, he's actually an old guy, but he's really cool. But in this one, he's just a ghetto thug who ends up being really gay and worthless. How he becomes from, I'm a thug who has glam long hair, to, I'm a crotchety old man who doesn't take shit from nobody. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Second series, I really enjoy him a lot better, and, and I like the second series a little better, just a little bit. It just seems more interesting, even though it takes place in 1930s, and there's a lot of racial references. But... Well, actually, Zeppeli's kind of cool. The master of the Ripple. He's cool because he has a top hat and he has a Hitler mustache. So, you know. I think he'd be probably a fair character because he constantly fights with a wine glass in his hand. So he's fighting all the vampires and he hasn't spilled a drop of wine until he drinks it. So, 
he might be the number one. I mean, you have to admit, that's really badass. Being able to beat the shit out of people while holding a wine glass in one hand in the correct position, mind you, by holding it at the stem without spilling it. That takes a lot of balls. Also, when you first see him, he punches a frog in the head and he cracks the stone behind it. And the frog is fine, but he hits it with enough force to destroy the rock completely. He's badass. He's really badass. He's Master Roshi badass. He's not Haposai badass, but he's pretty badass for a creepy old dude. Uh, the rest are just kind of little stupid generic minor characters who just are there for no reason. You know, those types that just are filler characters who are bloody and violent. Now for the rating for this manga, I'll give it to you after this promo. Guess I should turn this off for a little bit so I can tell you about the happy house of hentai. Mm, they turn me on to hentai news, reviews, and even Hello Kitty. It's all at www.thehappyhouseofhentai.com. Ah, the happy house of hentai. This shouldn't be used with this episode, but hey, I like their show. They're interesting. Not for kids, though. If you get caught listening to it, you'll be in deep trouble. So now it's the part you've all been waiting for. The rating for Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Phantom Bradu. The first story arc in this very long series. Pretty much, I'm giving it a typical gift from your crazy aunt Muriel. It's a good series. It's solid. It's got a nice story, but for a first story arc... Uh, I expected more of it, especially after reading the third one first, so maybe that's why I was a little tainted. I mean, the art style kind of annoyed me, but it's a good series. It's pretty good. It's middle of the ground. It's not the best stuff, but it's entertaining, violent. You got a protagonist that's okay. You have an antagonist who is badass as all hell. I mean, I could go on about Dio, but he gets really cool in the third series, which we'll get into eventually when it gets back on the wheel, because I still have five more turns with JoJo's, because each one's their own separate little story, which is kind of cool. Definitely check it out. It's worth getting. It's worth picking up or downloading. I know I've just repeated myself five times in four different ways, but fuck it. What can I say? What are some of the things I didn't like about it? I didn't like REO Speedwagon. He pissed me off to no end. He's just too gay, and he could have been a more productive character. Some of the plot did drag, but that's understandable for 44 volumes, you know. You see how it goes. Ending, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but the ending pissed me off. It was just kind of retarded. So, anyway, next time we hear about JoJo's in a couple of chapters, it'll be 1930s, and stuff happened. So, well, anyway, yeah, so we'll soon get back with the Joestar family in a couple of weeks. Yeah, sorry this one seems kind of... I always say that, but this one just seemed like it was lacking something. I don't know why. But hey, we can work on it. We always can. We always try to strive to be better and stronger on the Spark and Manga Review. It's because we're awesome, I think. And I should stop using the empirical we, because it's only me today. Anyway, so what else is new in the world of Spark and Manga Review? Nothing. Now that Nunca website's up, still no one's on the forum. Big Rick got his package. He's very appreciative. And he sent me a smiley face as a email return. Um, that's about it, really. I mean, we have our contests coming up. Uh, we have, of course, our Make Your Own Wheel of Manga contest, which is send us 10 titles from the Wheel of Manga list that we haven't used yet. And if we like it, we'll use it. And another one is design a promo for us. I know, I should have made my, a second promo, but I'm lazy. 
So if you guys can design a promo for us and we use it, you guys will get a prize. Uh, send it to spirekin at gmail.com or zan.spirekin at gmail.com. If you do make the promo, pretty much has to be less than a minute in length and also has to be an mp3 format. I think that's about it, really. I mean, am I forgetting something? I think I am. I don't know why. Uh, oh, that's right. I can't forget that. Of course. That one. That only. The Yes, folks, it's time for the Wheel of Manga. For those of you who don't know, that's how we decide we're going to review next time. We do is we take the Wheel of Manga and we assign 10 mangas to each slot. So when I spend the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on, that's the manga I will review for the next episode. However, next episode is actually going to be episode 25 because episode 24 is our holiday special. So anyway, let us spin the Wheel of Manga and see what I'll review for the next normal episode. Number nine. Now, number nine is El Hazard, The Alternate World. Cool. That series is a lot of fun to read. Well, I guess that's about it. I mean, 27 minutes in, or 26 minutes in, it's not bad. Uh, it's a little shorter than usual. I would have liked to do a little more and like to get more in depth in it. And I'm sorry if it seems like I'm rambling, but as usual, coffee, no sleep. I should really start recording this in the morning when I wake up, but you know how it is. So anyway, as usual, this is the Spark and Mong Review. I'm your host, Zan. I really hope you enjoy our show, and thanks a lot for listening. Have a good day. <laughs> If you're interested in contacting the Spirekin Manga Review, you can reach us at spirekin at gmail.com or you can reach me at zan.spirekin at gmail.com. There's also our website, spirekin.podbean.com or myspace, myspace.com backslash spirekin or you can check us out on Podcast Pickle or iTunes. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good day. <laughs>